Hello everybody and welcome back for another uh, week. Also, happy October, given as it is October. We are going to be doing a little Call of Cthulhu Halloween special that's going to be run by Mary Sue. We're going to be recording that next week. Probably only going to put that up on Patreon for a little while. I'll give you more details when I actually decide what I'm doing and we have it recorded and all that good stuff. This week is a bit of a smaller episode, so I'm going to throw in some NPC activities. And we're going to find out what happens to Chuck after they steal from the school. The scene opens up inside the restaurant of Lafay's, a place that we're all fairly familiar with by now. In the back at the usual silent table, we see Morgana and the police officer that we have come to know as Galahad having a conversation. They have a small meal in front of them, a little bottle of wine, all of the niceties. And as the employees are bringing out dessert to put in front of them and then leaving them to it, Galahad stops and the tone of the conversation changes. I want to use your new crew. Morgana puts down her fork, pats it the little bit of dessert off of her lips, and raises her glass and gives him an inquisitive look. Galahad continues, I have a job coming up, and I want to use them. Morgana puts down her wine glass, says, Oh? What possible use could you have for a crew of, well, barely even could be called Shadowrunners? Galahad retorts with a, well, that's precisely why I want to use them. There's a new security company that has started up recently over the past couple of months, and they're starting to go after certain contracts, and I want that to stop. Morgana leans forward on the table and gets a very devious look. You're going to send a group of new, unblooded Shadowrunners at a security company. Which one? Galahad takes a drink and puts it down, straightens himself. Tactical Imperium. Morgana leans back in her chair and gives him a smile. You want to send them after a security company that is trying to make its name known for busting Shadowrunners? At this point, Galahad will lean forward one elbow on the table, give Morgana a smile, and say, But they're not Shadowrunners, are they? and the camera will pull out and leave them there for the night. So, Chuck, it's the day after you stole a bunch of stuff from the college. How you doing this morning? So he's had a lot of time to think about what he's been doing and stopped a panic attack or two, but he hasn't been called for trouble yet, so waiting on that, and the anxiety's really eaten at him. What's he spent his time baking or cooking since it's eaten at him? So he's made a couple trays of brownies and a few cupcakes. Lemon cupcakes, because Mary Sue likes lemon cakes, so, you know, trying to remind him of that. How barf. <laughs> so you're in your dorm room or wherever it is you're doing your cooking, and you're going to get a phone call from the college. Hello? This is uh, Security Officer Harris. I was uh, calling to follow up with a couple of questions. Oh, sure. What, what's up? Uh, if you could come down to the security office, uh, it'd be a little bit better to do in person. We have some other people from uh, the local Knight Errant precinct here with us. Oh, sure. The the one in A building? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll be there in uh, five minutes or so. Excellent. Thank you. So Chuck hangs up and takes uh, half a tray of brownies and starts walking, eating the brownies on the way, trying to calm his nerves. And I thought you were going to try and bribe them with your brownies. Nope. Uh, maybe maybe it crossed his mind, but then they look too delicious. A shame. 
So the security part of A building is on the smaller side. It's really just a place for the security officers to come in, locker rooms, get changed, store their stuff, pick up their equipment for today, that kind of thing. It's not impressive or large by any means. Officer Harris is sitting there in the lobby waiting for you. Chuck knocks on the door. Uh, Mr. Officer Harris? He will straighten up. He's like, ah, yes. Um, If you could come this way, we have some questions about some things that happened yesterday sure what's what's happened yesterday they'll take you into a little room this looks like it may have been a break room that they have quickly converted into an interrogation chamber and you'll be sat down or they'll offer you a chair there is a troll police officer in here he looks on the younger side but you know trolls age kind of weird he is stuffed into a chair that is too small and straining under his weight, and he rises a little bit to shake your hand. Chuck shakes back, and so what What you call me for? The security officer, Harris, will close the door. Mr. Johnson, this is Officer Drebin. He's with the Knight Errant folks. Yesterday, there was a, a bit of a curiosity that happened some equipment had gone missing and you're one of the last people we know to see it okay they have like a trend projector and show you a couple of pictures some of it's of the computer stuff that you stole and then some of it was you moving it around on the cart and mary sue is there with you oh it went missing so the security was like yes uh This morning when the professor was setting up to do another presentation, he was pulling out the equipment from the closet, noticed that it was not there. Officer Hank mentioned that you and the woman were the last people to see it before it went missing. Oh yeah, Professor Frank uh, sent me a message and I brought it to the classroom and uh, I didn't see it after that. And then uh, when my... We went out for a date to the restaurant. I'm going to roll a con on that. (laughs) Sure. All right, four successes on lying to the police. The troll will speak up and he'll give you a... uh, You see, the funny thing here is the professor doesn't remember sending you such a message. Oh, Chuck pulls out his comm link. Um, Flips through it. It says right here. See? Timestamp and everything. The security officer will take it, he'll look at it, shrug, show it to the police officer. He'll go off into AR for a second, making some kind of mental notation, and then come back. On the trade projector, the troll will point up to it where it starts playing footage of you and Mary Sue walking down the hall into the classroom. Here's the other curious part, Mr. Johnson. When the two of you go into that room, we can't find any camera footage of what happens inside. Um... Okay, I I don't know. Did you lose it? I I'm not a I'm not a camera person. I don't know. I'm not a videographer or anything. I don't know really how cameras work. You assume you just press the button and they record. The security officer gives a snicker and is quickly given the stink eye from the troll. The troll will steeple his fingers on the table. How much do you know about this woman? Uh, we've been dating for I think three weeks now. He nods, goes off into AR, comes back. Do you have her name? Do you know where she lives? Uh, yeah, she's Samantha Jones. 
AR comes back. And uh, I've been to her place once or twice. I, yeah, twice, yeah. And uh, we, I just, she just told Gridguide the address. I don't remember it. I'm, I'm sorry. AR comes back. He'll look to the security officer who will give like a shrug and he'll come back and focus his attention on you. I like you. You've got an honest face. You seem like a nice guy. Do you know what a shadow runner is? I've seen the trids. There's that that there there's that advertisement of what is it? Kane the world's best shadow runner or something like that that's coming out. Someone Horizon did a movie deal or something. I don't I don't know. I've that's about it. I don't watch too much action trids, though. I'm more of a musical kind of guy. He'll take on a tired look when you start talking about the trids and then sigh a little bit. They're nothing like the trids, son. They are professional criminals who will do who knows what for the right price. They are terrorists, and they would kill you so much as look at you for the right price. Um, okay? I am concerned that this woman may be a shadow runner and may be using you to get to, in this case, the equipment that was stolen. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've only known Samantha for three weeks now, so I guess it's a possibility. We seem to hit it off, though. Did you really seem to hit it off, or did she just want you to think that you hit it off? I mean, I... I am a stereotypical nerdy kind of guy, so a girl with a pretty face, it, it is possible. I I sure, is, I sure hope not. What I'm going to need you to do, son, is if you hear from this woman in the next couple of days, I'm going to need you to call me, and I'll shoot you a number in AR. Okay. I'm going to suspect that she's not going to call you. I'm going to suspect that you were set up, used, and are going to be left aside now that she has what she wants. Now... If you and Security Officer Harris will excuse me, I have to go meet with my partner, and we will talk about what we have found out. All right, yeah, sure. If I if I hear anything, I'll I'll, I'll get right back to you. Yeah, I'll call you this first thing. I hear anything. He will get up. The chair will creak in relief. He will shake the security officer's hand. He will shake your hand and duck as he leaves the room. Chuck will make a very audible sigh of relief, and. Well, that's that's a first. I've never been interrogated by a police officer before. He will sit down in the chair that's there that the police officer left. Yeah, he's uh he's intense it seems. Um I do have some other bad news and he kind of winces as he gets ready to say it. Okay. Due to the ongoing investigation, the school thinks it's probably best if we just kind of put your duties on hold. I'm being fired? No, 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 no. We just, uh, mm, for your benefit, so that you can't be accused of tampering with anything while they're investigating this. Okay. And once, you know, once the investigation is over, you know, it'll be right back to everything as normal. Okay, will I still get paid, or is this no? The look on your face sounds like a no. How long have... Has Chuck been a doing the whole teaching assistant thing? Probably since as soon as he started his master's. How far is he into his actual master's? It's a good question. Well, if he's writing his final, he's writing his thesis on it, so that's his last year. 
almost two years because I'm assuming it's like April, May, maybe almost June. Sure, something like that. Uh, that's going to be for the, the human resources to sort out. I'm sure since you've been here and working on it for so long that they'll they'll have some kind of severance or laid off or financial support to help you during this this difficult time. Okay. And I guess if I'm not allowed on the grounds, I can't continue my studies? I, uh, that's something that I, I just work security, man. I'm sorry. I, sorry, I, I understand. I understand. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll talk to whoever I need to. Um, yeah. Do I need to be escorted then if, I'm, if I need to talk to people? Like, I, I, just, I don't know the proper procedures and whatnot. I don't want to get in trouble. I, we can step out into the lobby and make some phone calls and find out our next steps. Sounds, sounds good. He'll take you out into the lobby. You'll make some phone calls, and what does Chuck find out in the span of those phone calls? I'm assuming he's not going to get paid. He is gets an academic suspension until September 2079, and doesn't get any severance or he gets just leave without pay until things are sorted, is what he's told. But he's still on academic suspension as a punishment for leaving important property unattended, which goes against some archaic rule from some book somewhere some stipulation in the handbook that nobody reads exactly so our next scene i imagine is chuck kind of packing up stuff out of his dorm yeah sort of he's also not allowed on the grounds so there's a security guard at the front door of his place he gets his important stuff and has to pay a moving company to move it out as you're loading up the truck so you'll hear just like a winded hey hey uh hold on oh uh yeah, Professor, what's up? He'll catch up to you and give you a... <sighs> I, I I, heard about what happened, and it's just amazing in a terrible way, but still amazing because I told them that there was no way you were going to have anything to do with it. We were working out a deal, and I told them everything I knew. I just – I don't remember that happening. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make things more difficult for you. This is just a – no, I, it's fine. It's fine. There was something the, the the police officer said something about a shadow runner, and so I, I don't know, professional criminals pulling stuff. Uh, apparently, I'm just things will get sorted out once uh, once it gets sorted out, whenever that is. But it's not. I'm not blaming you. He'll he'll close this like. You mean a shadow runner took interest in my research? That's what. Um, uh, I forget the the police officer's name, but that's what he said. Was, that's what he believed, anyway. He gets a little twinkle in his eye and a little smile on his face, like, that must mean I'm making waves. This is wonderful in a tragic sort of circumstance. <laughs> yep. Tragic. Now, I know this may not be the best time, and he'll kind of put his hand on your shoulder, your, your cyber arm, for just a moment. And, uh, I was able to procure some some resources that we could still work out a deal. If you're still interested, I can understand if you know you're a little overwhelmed at the moment. Uh, I mean, really, anything to keep my mind off of you know not having be able to go to school for a year. Yeah, yeah. What shoot? He'll give you a little wonderful and like a little hop, and his arms will flail just a bit. I I have a doctor. Uh, I have a budget that I can spend and we can 
we can work a deal out. Okay. Um, yeah, just uh, we'll set in a, a meeting. Uh, it has to be off campus, though. I'm not allowed back on. Uh, and we can... Of course, of course. This is a independent doctor through the research that we're working on. Right. But yeah, just uh, here's my comm code, and I'm assuming I'll be pretty free and available with uh, my schedule cleaning up, uh, clearing up like that. Oh, don't be so... Yeah, I know, I know. I Just because you're not at school doesn't mean you have to stop learning. Yeah, that, that's true. I can I can work full-time on my dissertation, or master's thesis. See? Yeah, that'll give me something to do. It's just losing income so quickly is not the easiest. I'll have to find a new job. Yeah. And you guys will break into some small talk, and he'll give you a comm code. I don't know how many days until the next time they contact Chuck, but if you want to just kind of montage of the next day or two as he goes and looks for a new place to live, get a new job, and what his life is currently. Yeah, so first thing Chuck did is he refuses to move back into his parents' place because he doesn't want to be a disappointment and his sister would never let him, let him live it down. So he rents out a storage shed weekly, throwing all the stuff in there and sleeps in a coffin motel until he finds a place. Eventually, he finds a place. It's not the nicest. I'm thinking, like, lower end of medium lifestyle. He still wants to have a decent life. He starts applying for a bunch of jobs, real corporate jobs, all over the place. Lands a couple interviews at corporation whatever name, doing statistical analysis, math stuff. One in particular, he just needs to wait on his getting a security clearance before he can get a job there, so... Whatever, but he had to pay first and last for his apartment. Money is running low, even after the 6000 And he needs to find any any job, really. He applies to a, a McHugh's, where, lucky for him, they're actually short-staffed and hire him right on the spot. And he gets to take orders, both from his boss and of the customers. But at least he has a place to live. Poor Chuck. How much lower can his life get at the moment? It's it's McHugh's. I mean, come on, it's it's a glamorous job. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the orientation video told you. And it's all it's really just waiting until the security clearance gets through for I really want to think of a name for a corporation, just a random one. Oh, is it like a security corporation or is it a Sure. I'll just just a random generator here. Tactical Imperium. So yeah, he's uh, applying there for security analysis and how to uh, accelerate searching through video or something using statistics. You know, maybe able to grab blueprints and find out weak points to... It is also possible that as a smaller security corporation, they will just take anybody with some Matrix talent. Or that. He likes to think it's other reasons. You know, He's a math major, so he really needs to push that math instead of his computer computer science. We'll see how that goes. The camera flashes by an old, beaten-up street sign that says Red Vent on it. As we follow it down an alleyway into the side of a building that has seen better days, the camera will continue down the hallway and follow the flickering light from out of one of the rooms. As it comes around the corner of the busted door, it's lock long since been kicked in and perhaps some police raid. We can hear the soft sobbing of a person. 
as our camera adjusts to the flickering light of a comlink broadcasting a video. We see the form of what was probably once a dwarf. Although this dwarf has undergone extensive modification, you can see that his features are very canine in nature. He has large cyber arms, and he seems very distressed. As the camera comes around and looks down into his lap, you can see a cyber eye that has long since had blood and bits of whoever it belonged to dried on it. Attached to this eye is a wire that runs to a comlink that seems to be replaying the same 45 seconds on a loop. It is the view of inside a stuffer shack. Out of the corner of its eye, it sees an orcish woman that we know as Annika Boz walking with a purpose past the previous owner of this eye. As it gazes around, we can see a couple of other people. We can see Chuck. We can see Richard. And then at the end of it, we see it looking down at a frightened Mary Sue pointing a gun at our face. And then it repeats. And the canine dwarf just kind of looks at it and just watches it over and over. Memorizing the looks of these people's faces as its right hand clasps tightly at a piece of clothing that is covered in blood and the scent of Mary Sue. noticed that it was not there. Did I ever give the other security guy, um, the one that you bamboozled, a name? Because I don't remember. Uh, Bill? I gave him a name randomly. Okay. Here you go, future me. Now you get to edit that name in. Good job. Yes, officer, that guy. When we asked him, told us that... I'm going to roll a con on that? <laughs> sure. If I can remember my stuff, that would be great. See, eight dice, it looks like. What, you don't have a physical paper sheet of Chuck sitting next to you? Well, I actually might. That'll totally make it into the outtakes of the paper shuffling. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast.
Atop's Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.